thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Damien Kristoff. And I'm Brett Hill. And I'm Lawrence Tam. I've been oh, ousted. Hey! <laughs> Did you hear that, everybody? Welcome back, Lawrence Tam. Yes, I'm back and uh, I lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> Probably only for tonight. Probably only for tonight. Everybody, this is a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your lives. Lawrence Tam joins us tonight as we interview someone very special. She's an ex-Melburnian. She's a bit of a rock star, actually. I met her when she was still really little, like still practicing out the back of a grocery store, an organic grocery store, as a naturopath part-time. And I walked down the road one day and I heard of this girl and I thought, I'm going to duck my head in and see if I can meet her. And, uh, and I, this is when I was living in Victoria Avenue in Albert Park. And so I, I walked into this shop and there she was serving somebody behind the counter, just, you know, humble little, you know, happy girl and uh, raw food vegan at this stage. And she just was doing her thing. She said to me, Damon, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be massive. I'm going to be a megastar one day. And she's become a megastar. She's huge. Ladies and gentlemen, Lawrence Tam, Brett Hill. Tonight, we are joined by the lovely Lola Berry. Welcome to the show, Lola. That was an awesome introduction. <laughs> I love it. that day? <laughs> I remember awesome. that day, Lola. Lola's gone. Oh, no, Lola's here. Lola's here. Sorry. What? Oh. <laughs> Do you remember that day? Do you remember the day when I walked in? I, I remember that day fondly because I remember you telling me all the things that you're up to and you're going to go to the US and you're going to film this little show. You had Oscar who was looking after you and all that sort of stuff. And, and I was so excited and I thought, oh, my gosh, cause I, just, I just got back from New Zealand and all that sort of stuff. And, and here you are now living in Sydney, of course, just taking on the world. What, what have you been up to, Lola? Oh my goodness, I guess, I, and yes, first of all, I do definitely remember that day, 100%. We sat out the front of the little grocery store, I think having a smoothie or a something smoothie. together. Had a smoothie. Yeah, I still remember it, and I was, I was loving it then, but I had very, very big dreams and aspirations to write books and travel the world, and I'm really lucky, like, I've done all of those things. So we would have met, I'm guessing it's like six years ago now, so it's probably been about six years of just kind of like focusing on the dream and for me it's just about really just kind of like showing up being the best that I can be and hoping that that will inspire people obviously through the form of media I I love filming I love doing things like this and I've written a few books as well so for me that's the the medium I love to spread a message with but it's for me it's just got to be a pretty honest and real message with being the healthiest and the best that I can be so that has been a journey and that's kind of what I'm continuing to do now. That's such a cool story. And I heard all the cool people are moving to Sydney. So uh, it's just great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually moving to Sydney in a couple of weeks. So Lola will hope to catch up. Did you just call yourself cool? Yeah, I did. I did. I lost my job. So I have to go to win my job back. Uh, but I had to be back for this interview because I heard Lola Berry's on the show. So I had to make sure I get on this back on this call. Um, Lola's got about 32 spare rooms if you're looking for a bed. <laughs> well, Lola, listen, you started off, you obviously had a Bachelor in Health Science. You majored in nutritional medicine. But did you, did you start your interest in health and wellness before you went into university or did it happen at university? Okay. So to be completely like honest here, before I started studying health, I was uh, so unhealthy. I was a DJ, a makeup artist and stylist by day and a DJ by night. And I partied about five nights a week. I was 18, 19, having fun, but I'd always wake up a little bit empty. And then 
And my favorite food was lamington, so not a healthy kid at all. And then I just went on this summertime detox because I had this crush on a boy, of course, and I wanted to get really healthy. And then I started to realize, forget the aesthetics. Like I was like, man, I feel so good when I eat real food and my skin glowed. And, yeah, I shed a bit of weight, but, I mean, it was more about the way that I felt. And my friend at the time was like, you've got to go and study nutrition. And I was like, no way, I'm not smart enough. Like, I'm not going to get through the sciences. And she's like, trust me, you'll regret it if you don't. And then I enrolled into a Bachelor of Health Science, yeah, majoring in nutritional medicine. And I remember I was like, holy smokes, how am I going to get through this? And I did fail the first Foundations Chem mid-semester exam. I failed that. And then I I came home one day and I watched a Jamie Oliver um, episode of Jamie at Home with Gennaro on it. Gennaro is kind of like his Italian grandfather. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, they went mushroom picking together and I was like, if these guys can get so excited over a flaming mushroom and inspire me, you know, like, and then I went back and passed the exam and all that kind of jazz. So I think that's how I got into it all. But to be completely honest with you, like, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And the cool thing is only a year and a half ago, I got to tell Gennaro that very story. So the dude that was in the the show, it was pretty mind-boggling and he cried when I told him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, Lola, obviously you, you headed off on this journey and started investigating into nutrition and, and that led you towards being a raw food vegan, I understand. So <laughs> what was it about that particular approach that appealed to you and, and how did you end up going in that direction? Uh, I guess I've got a little bit of a hippie twang about myself, so I love the idea of you know, things coming from the earth and eating things in their most vital form. I like the idea of, you know, really creating things from scratch. I spent a lot of time, I studied part of my degree in Melbourne, but I also went to Queensland and studied a lot as well. So I was living on the Gold Coast for a little while and there used to be a health retreat up there called Hippocrates and they were a raw food vegan health retreat and I was kind of just, I'd go there every Sunday night and you know, volunteer and just spend as much time just soaking up the knowledge of these people. So it was just a part of my journey where I, I, I guess you could say I was on a little more of a spiritual path then as well where I was doing, you know, crystal healing and learning about Reiki and, and all these other elements of wellness, I guess you could say. So it, it timed in well, but as far as agreeing with my body, Damien hit the nail on the head. Like it was fun and, and it, but I was, it was, it's not the way that my body is designed to thrive by any means. What do you mean by that, Lola? I mean, when I first met you, I thought, oh, she's a, a spunky girl, lots of fun, lots of laughter. You know, it looks healthy, um, maybe not as vital as what I thought you could have looked, like, especially compared to how you look now because these days you look smoking. So you're so healthy and, you know, happy and all that. What, what did you notice back then about doing raw food vegan with your body back then compared to how you are now? Well, back then I found like because I was still I was still running half marathons and and doing things that you know like exercising and I had vitality in a different way. It was more of a youthfulness. It wasn't necessarily like my body was like being fueled the right way. I had this kind of like addiction to medjool dates. <laughs> I thought you know it's good, it's healthy, but I would just you know like that would be my treat, and you know I you know get to three o'clock every day and I go kind of nuts on them and like the more that I have come to understand my body it thrives more off protein and fat as opposed to really refined carbohydrates and my diet when I was raw vegan you know I'd be having a banana smoothie in the morning salad at lunch salad dinner but raw balls and all that kind of jazz in the meantime and 
So I, my diet would have been quite high in simple sugars, I believe, and that's where I probably wouldn't have thrived. That said, when I was in the middle of studying and living on the Gold Coast and just being a little bit of a nerd, it kind of suited me then because it was a hot climate. But it, as far as like body-wise, like from going from like eating that more carbohydrate diet to eating a paleo diet, we're talking the difference in 30 kilos. So yes, I was still vital then, but I was carrying much more weight than what I needed to be, whereas now I, I look like the size I'm meant to be and I, I'm fit and I'm healthy and I can do cool stuff in yoga now. So it's, it's working for me, I think. <laughs> nice. Well, it obviously is working very well for you. And, you know, sometimes it seems like we sort of try and set up these conflicts within health sometimes and it's like paleo versus vegan versus vegetarian. You know, it's all about kind of this battle between them, it seems sometimes. But but obviously, your raw food vegan diet, you know, there was a lot of good stuff about that. So do you want to talk about, I guess, the benefits of eating in that way, first of all, before we start talking about how you shifted and what you changed? Absolutely. I think it was a great way to to definitely explore with health because, yeah, like you're having these foods like fresh from the ground. And I remember this, I actually had this moment when I was paleo, like recently, but I was in Hawaii. I went to my favorite restaurant in Hawaii and I said, oh, can I please get the superfood vegan salad? I still eat a lot of vegan food, even though like I love protein. And in this situation, they said, oh, okay, it'll be a 20 minute wait. Yeah, no worries. That seems weird for a salad though. But anyway, and they're like, because we've got to cut the greens out of the ground. And so like for me, like, so I was like, mate, take as long as you want. Like, I don't mind. This is going to be the best salad of my life. It probably was the best salad I've ever had. So for me, I think the reason why I like the vegan or raw food movement is, yeah, stuff's really fresh. It's vital. And, you know, you can eat a raw foodie diet without going mental on the sugars and it's awesome. I also love places like Cafe Gratitude in LA and that's like where I remember I had this sprouted pizza made from like soaked Brazil nuts. So I think there's some amazing things and plus obviously the enzymes are higher and yes, the vitality, you're getting a lot of magnesium, a lot of minerals and whatnot from eating and I know you guys know all this but from eating, you know, a lot of fruit and veggies but my slip up was that I was like a sugar fiend and a whole food sugar fiend you could say. Mm, that sounds interesting. I love to load up what restaurant you went to in Hawaii. But um, you seem to have challenged yourself in the past. I mean, you you know you you jumped into a dumpster in the middle of New York, and uh, I'm sure we can get to that story in a sec. But like, obviously, you challenged yourself from going from you know raw vegan to you know now a more paleo lifestyle. What drives you to kind of question the conventional and you know that's the or the norm? Awesome question for me. I've learned to trust my body a little bit more. So, and I'd really trust how I feel after I eat something. So, more than ever, like I think for me as well, like in the past, I've had um, battled up and down with eating disorders back in the day. And so, for me, it's about empowering myself to know that I want to nourish myself every day in any way that I can. And So I trust now, like if I eat something and I feel really bloated after, I can normally figure out what that food is because I really listen to my temple, yeah? So I think that's the reason why I challenge the way that I eat because I don't believe that any specific diet suits one person. I think you listen to your body and you take what suits you. You know, there are that many diets out there. I'm definitely not saying my diet is the one diet for everybody else. It's just about listening to your body and that's probably how I've come to this point of my journey and figuring out what works to make, you know, a friend of mine said treat your body like it's a racehorse, you know, like to really honour my body so that it's firing as 
as on on its A game as much as possible. I like it. I like it. I think that's great wisdom. Lola, the other day you and I filmed a TV show, which was pretty cool. That was a bit of fun. A bit novel, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, it was novel Pardon? for me. It was novel for me because you're a seasoned television uh, presenter these days. So, and, I, and I loved it. It was good fun. Hey, uh, and we spoke on that day about diet being a dirty word. But you wrote a, a book. You wrote a book called The 2020 Diet. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Because I know that there would be a lot of people out there that have your book. And, you know, if they're not worshipping or have a Lola temple set up, then they've at least read it. So if you could uh, tell us a bit more about that, that would be great. Yes, yeah, so the 2020 diet is lost 20 kilos in 20 weeks. So going from a, like a whole foodie way of living to then when I say whole foodie, I was still eating things like spelt and um, whole whole grains that I was probably quite reactive and allergic to now. That I can see with perspective, um, and then I decided it, there was a moment for me. I was, as you mentioned, I was working on a TV show earlier called The Circle on Channel Ten ages ago, and someone walked. I was doing my shopping at Paran Market after I'd been on on the show that morning, and someone walked up to me and said, I "Saw you on the show this morning," and I said, "Awesome! What did you think?" And she goes, "You should never wear yellow. You look really pudgy." And I was like. <laughs> and really? it was just a moment. Oh, yeah. It was a moment then where I was like, screw this. I'm losing weight, man, and I'm doing it for me. And, like, as you know, Damien, from working yes. in television, sometimes it's hard to always look good on TV. You know? Oh, no, I always look good, Lola. Seriously, <laughs> 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 it can make you look sometimes, especially with women, well, for me, it can make you look heavier than what you really are. And so, like, I was this chick was like, never wear yellow, it's pudgy. And I thought, well, damn you, I want to wear yellow. So I'm going to get fit and healthy. And I heard a lot about this paleo way of eating. And, you know, I'd I'd tried pretty much every diet under the sun, even the nasty ones. And so I thought, well, what have you got to lose? So I just started eating paleo and very quickly my body responded. So the 2020 diet is paleo, but with a few tweaks because I've listened to my body and seen what works for me. So sometimes it's a bit of quinoa here and there bit of goat's feta here and there, a bit of coconut yogurt, you know. And if my clients come to me and say, I like to eat rice, I'm like, no sweat, mate. Like it's about what works for your body. So I'm not saying you can never eat any specific foods. The premise of the 2020 diet is pretty much paleo inspired with, yeah, a little bit of dairy here and there, like good dairy or goats or sheep's and a little bit of quinoa or buckwheat or millet. So, you know, you're... Supposedly you're not paleo more. I mean, it's still really just whole food, isn't it? Totally, totally. Yeah, but there is no no real gluten, no refined sugar yeah. and no kind of like there's no dairy milk. It's more like yogurts and fermented food. Yeah. So, yeah. Lola, what do you reckon it was about the switch to paleo or to this to your 2020 diet that really helped you lose weight? You know, what do you think were the key things that made the biggest difference for you? I think there is the, obviously that literally the physical change of pulling the refined and for me the carbohydrate out of the diet and focusing more on fat and protein for energy. But if I'm completely honest here, like there were other factors, like I decided to start honoring myself and my health and putting my health first and making that a priority uh, as opposed to like up until even though I was, when I first met Damien, even though I was healthy, like if I had a bad day at work or if I went through a breakup, I would happily polish off like a family-sized block of Cadbury's chocolate. So I still had that kind of mentality of kind of like reward eating and emotional eating. 
in my life even as a nutritionist and then when I went paleo I started to realize oh hang on I want to honor myself and if I had a bad day I found that I was taking myself to a yoga class or a movie and rewarding myself in ways that didn't involve food and that was probably a key player as well so it's that mental aspect of it and going well you know, why do I actually want to eat this thing? And, and normally I'll sit with it and I practice a lot more mindfulness and I write about, I've written a lot about that in the most recent book, which is the 2020 Diet Cookbook. And I believe in, you know, like sitting down, making a meal and I think food is here to nourish you but also share with the people you love. Mm, I'm really glad that you brought not just create a book that's not just about food, but it's also the, the whole mindset about it or the attitude about eating and also, you know, respecting yourself and also having that mindfulness. So that's really cool. But uh, I know that this question that is going to be lingering on people's minds, but I just I kind of mentioned it already about diving into a dumpster in New York. So can we just go back to that and <laughs> explain why were you in New York City and uh, diving into a dumpster? And I think you actually <laughs> ate something from there, too, as well. Yes. No, yes, did you? Producer made me eat from the dumpster. I did a banana. Okay. Uh, we were filming a story for the circle then. Oh no, nine a.m. with David and Kim. The show was called then, which is was the show before the circle, and it was just about different different ways of people living and different cultures and different cool little things going on. So we met like head of the I'm at Freegan Society, so they're called Freegans in New York and so their belief is that you don't spend money on food you swap and you can get it from bins and and it is the movement where you go dumpster diving so we thought it would be cool to to go dumpster diving it was cool it was fun and it was quirky but if I'm completely honest with you I also shot another segment when I was in New York on that same trip at West Harlem Soup Kitchen and I volunteered there and that was probably one of the coolest moments of my career, like life, and I remember I interviewed. They're like Lola interview John. He's out the front. Uh, he's been coming to us for thirteen years and ask him what he likes. Meanwhile, we were filming, so I was worried about my hair, my makeup, you know, my what outfit I was wearing. And I interviewed this guy John. I was like, "What do you like most about West Harlem Soup Kitchen?" And he goes. I love coming here on Thanksgiving because they go all out and put tablecloths on the table. And I was like, holy smokes, wow. like reality check loves. Mm, yeah. Like here's you freaking out of earrings you're wearing for filming and this dude gets excited for Thanksgiving, which was still another three months away because they're going to put tablecloths on the table he eats from. So that was a really cool, that whole trip was awesome, but that was a really cool moment. A bit yeah. off track from the Freegans, but awesome. Yeah, that's nice. Hey, that does put it in perspective for sure. Lola, um, on a daily basis, although I like to think I'm not on Facebook much, but on a daily basis, you check in to a yoga studio somewhere around the world every day. Now, is that true? Do you get to yoga every day? Nearly. I that's love incredible. it. incredible because you do have a, a very strong ethic around exercise too because I remember when you went the paleo way, like you went in that direction with your food, I would see you posting up photos of you running along St Kilda Beach or, you know, doing, you know, workout of the day and so your movement's very freestyle and very primal and very functional in, in its movement and your movement patterns. Is that more your philosophy around exercise as well? I think the trick with exercise for anybody is to find something that you love. Uh, for example, I don't like bikes, so I don't do spin. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. it. But that said, I'm a trained yoga teacher, so I did that as well last year. So I love yoga because I feel like it's a really cool gift that I get to give myself and it makes me a better version of myself and it's when time stops for me 
and yoga is really important. That's why I do it most days, probably five days a week I would do it. But that said, it's not always a yang-style yoga, so I'm not always doing vinyasa. I may do yin, which works on more fascia and tendons as opposed to muscles. It's longer holds and it's very meditative. Uh, Then I do, I love a bit of cardio, so I do like my little nature jogs. And then I just started back at weights, so I'm doing like weights again, which I love, and that real like, yeah, functional kind of, training so i i love it the weights though make me so hungry i have to eat so much sweet potato and kangaroo that day (laughs) (laughs) nice that sounds awesome hey lola i'm really interested because you've mentioned several times about the change you made in terms of putting yourself first and and i guess the mental aspect of the changes you've made and and i'd love to know from your perspective you know how much of the changes you saw the weight loss you received the, the increased health do you think came from you changing how you thought about things as opposed to just changing what foods you put into your body? Oh, I would almost say 100%. It's all up in your head because you get to – when it comes to nourishing yourself, of course, that's the like the actual physical side of it, but you need to have this the mind frame to be able to be in a situation where there's a lot of tempting food around you and go, actually, no, I'm not going to have – that or you need to have the mind frame so that yeah when you don't you know I've still gone through even though I'm paleo I've still gone through gross breakups <laughs> and not tend to food you know and kind of undo all the and not nourish myself for me mental health is something that I've always been really aware of and something that I can see is so important to any aspect of health because it takes a choice and it takes discipline to put your health first the reality is it doesn't matter what you want to be whether you're into health or not whether you're a you know a, a dog walker an artist a musician a, a fashion designer you want to be the best that you can be you need to make your health a priority and for you to make your health a priority it's it, it is simply a choice but that choice takes mental discipline 100 like health takes organization like i have just been yeah down in melbourne all last week and i packed all my breakfast stuff although damien thankfully gave me some more cereal so I was all sorted but uh, I have to be so organized and so on to it so I think that a lot of it comes down to mental health and I know if I'm in, I know what triggers are as well so I know if I'm super stressed and super exhausted I will often make uh, slip my diet slip a tiny bit always pay for it the next day bit of a food hangover or just don't feel like I can get into a yoga pose as well as I normally can or something like that so I think it's also knowing what your weaknesses are, knowing, okay, if it means you've got to get a few early nights in preparation for a stressful week or something like that. And that, to me, that all comes back to, you know, under the mental health. And I, and also, like, I've got a little book. I'm visual. So, I, I you know, I've got a little book like called the Manifesto book and I'll write down my goals and, and everything that I want to achieve in them and stick things in. I think that that keeps you focused and strong in the mind too. Well, it seems like you've smashed through some goals already in your your short life and you've done an amazing thing. So you, we should definitely take some notes here and actually apply it to our life. And uh, you mentioned at the beginning of the interview saying that uh, when you were a teenager or even in your late teens, you were not the healthiest person. You know, if you had to go talk to that person again, you know, if you were to meet that 18-year-old self, what would you say to her? Do you know, I would simply say love yourself more because I think that that's what it came down to. So I think probably insecurities meant that I felt like I had to party with all the other kids and be the cool kid and all that kind of thing. But if I 
yeah, it, you know, like I'm a quirky individual who's very passionate and uh, I think it's only like I've just turned 29. It's probably only in the last two years that I've actually started to really value who I am and actually love who I am as a person. And I think someone said that, you know, embrace who you are, your realness, your real heart, your quirkiness, you know, wanting to live in a tree house, all that stuff. If someone said embrace that early on, that would be a cool message. And I think that message for any young female or male, like really embrace your realness because I think that that is really rare. The society kind of puts all these pressures on us to kind of be a certain way, look a certain way, talk a certain way. And, and you know, a lot of people are walking around, they're not, they're not super happy. So I think just, yeah, do what makes you happy but love who you are. Nice, Lola. Good message. I hope a lot of people, you know, play it, write it down, put it on your notice board, on your fridge, on your computer. It's good. Just, you know, love who you are. It's, I love it. Lola, question. We did speak about diets the other day, um, and obviously you've gone from one extreme to another extreme, and you've found happiness where you are right now. You know that you feel fantastic when you're eating really well, and you acknowledge that you do fall off the bandwagon from time to time, and you also say that that's totally fine and okay, and so do I, because you know at the end of the day, we're all humans, and we're, all, uh, we're not robots, which is really important. What do you say to the person who continually struggles and bounces between different diets? You know, what's what's your advice to those people just, you know, bouncing around and looking for somewhere to to find their own? My advice would be, um, you know, why do you want to, like, why do you want to achieve a certain goal? So if it's, let's say, weight loss and they've been on every yo-yo diet under the sun and they just can't stick to it and, you know, they'll get bingy weekend or something like that. Uh, you've got to figure out why people want to do it, you know, like if, if it's because they're doing it because they think that they'll look better in a pair of jeans, they want to be a size 6 or a size 8 or something like that, like that aesthetic stuff just doesn't work. You've got to do it because you want to be the best that you can be and for yourself and no one else, otherwise it will not last, I don't believe. So I think it's really establishing the why so you're behind it and when you're clear on that, no one will shift you because you're focused on your goal. I just love that, Lola. It's just it's some great advice there. And and so, Lola, what are you up to next? Like, what are, where should people find you? I know because a lot of people follow you already, but uh, you know, for new people listening to our show, never heard of you. Where can they find you and find more information about you? Uh, well, I'm a little bit of a social media nerd, so I'm on Instagram <laughs> as Yamo Lola Berry. Same with Twitter, Facebook as well. And then I talk on Channel Nine at the moment, so it's a bit of um, bit of everywhere. But social media is probably the thing that I update the most. I'm a little bit of a junkie. <laughs> <laughs> You're everywhere. <laughs> You're yeah. definitely everywhere. Before we head off, we got a couple more minutes left. We'd we'll love to know what is your definition of wellness? Just showing up and being the best that you can be and smiling. I love it. Excellent. Oh, that's, that's well, really nice. guys, hope you enjoyed this interview. And so I know it was quite. You know, hey, hey. Oh, okay, but, okay. Well, you, you just can't rock in. You just can't rock in and just do the clothes. You just you got to earn your stripes, brother. You just can't. Where do you, where do you think you go with this one? Excuse me, Lawrence Tab. Stand aside, everybody. If you've enjoyed tonight's episode, make sure you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com, the Wellness Guys, and tell us what you thought of this. 
And now, make sure also that you share this podcast with your friends and family and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Remember, if you want to find out more about Lola Berry, go to lolaberry.com because you'll see her there. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a five-star rating, especially now that Lawrence is back because he loves them. And give us a comment. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guys Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.